Welcome to the IT Career Energizer podcast. For anyone who wants to build and grow a career in IT, develop and improve your strengths and skills, be inspired and motivated by the successes of others, manage your career progression, and achieve your IT career goals. And now, your host, Phil Burgess. Welcome to episode 318 of the IT Career Energizer podcast. My guest on today's show is a lead front-end developer for Atomic Smash and the author of front-end blog CSS in Real Life. She likes to build fun creative websites and side projects that are also performant and accessible. She has written articles and regularly speaks about front-end development of web conferences and meetups, covering topics such as CSS grid layout and CSS custom properties. So it's my pleasure to welcome to the podcast, Michelle Barker. Hello, thanks for having me. Michelle, can you maybe give us a bit more of an insight into your career, and in particular what you're, you're doing now? Sure. Um, so as you mentioned, I'm lead front-end developer at Atomic Smash. So that's um, a WordPress agency based in Bristol. Um, I've been there around two years now, and I've been a front-end developer for about six years or coming up to six years. Um, and um, yeah, I, I sort of transitioned from uh, uh, working in illustration and design and also events management and then yep. transitioned quite late, I suppose, into tech um, at the same time as uh, I was working on tech conferences, which kind of gave me a bit more momentum um, and uh, sort of piqued my interest um, in this a little bit, I suppose. Right. Um, yeah, so um, and since, since I've become a front-end developer, I've worked um, primarily at web agencies, um, joining Atomic Smash a couple of years ago. Oh, okay. So, sorry, for that, obviously, you, you were more focused on design? Uh, yeah, that's right. So um, I graduated with a degree in illustration, um, and um, I did um, sort of throughout, um, I suppose, um, the decade after I graduated, I did quite a lot of freelance illustration work and some design work as well. Um, and then I started uh, working in events management, but I did yep. like a lot of design work in my spare time um, and then became more of a designer um, at the company I was working at at the time, which ran tech conferences. Um, And I really got into building websites because um, I wanted to be able to build my own portfolio website for my um, illustration work. Um, And eventually I got kind of more and more interested in CSS and HTML and eventually became more interested in that than in being (laughs) illustration. (laughs) Yes, it's surprising. And the amount of people who go into different careers um, and there's a there's an IT or a tech element to it, and that that sparks their interest. So, yes, and, and it's not as difficult maybe to transition as people may may think. So, when those opportunities do arise, um, it's certainly something you can follow up and make a career out of. So, as you yeah, proved, absolutely. Um, and I know a lot of people come in um, or think they have to come in to this industry going through like a boot camp or some kind of um, training course. Um, into web development um, but really um, a good way to learn is just to to you know pick things up and and just 
kind of keep building these little side projects like do follow the paths that interest you and and it, then you you'll kind of surprise yourself like how much you've learned at the end of that or yes. and, and and it's actually a perfectly viable way to kind of transition into this kind of career <laughs> It, it is. Um, obviously, you mentioned earlier WordPress as well. So presumably that is the sort of the platform that your your company build most of their websites over, on, is it? It is, yes. All of our websites are WordPress-based. Um, I have to say I am probably the least knowledgeable um, about WordPress out of anyone yep. at Atomic Smash. <laughs> I'm very much a front-end developer, and right. I tend to live, um, leave pretty much all of the WordPress stuff to, <laughs> to the other developers. Okay, fair enough. Good. Okay, well, that gives us a great understanding of, of what you're doing. Um, so... Michelle, can you maybe give us a career tip, one that the audience may not be aware of and perhaps should be? So I would say for me, um, my top career tip is to find a community. Um, And that can be online. So it can be things like Twitter and Slack. Um, There are sort of different um, Slack meetups or like Discord communities or offline. So conferences and meetups. Um, And I think for me, that has made such a difference to my career. So I started out going to um, events while I was running events. um, And I went to a lot of um, web tech meetups in Bristol. So UX meetups, um, web development meetups. Um, And I made so many connections there just through kind of taking the time to learn from others, um, getting to know getting to know other people in the industry and and I didn't really think of it as kind of networking um it was more like I was going along to learn things um and and you just meet people you 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 start talking to people and a really great um thing to do um is even if you're kind of a little bit shy or a little bit kind of scared to just jump in and start talking to people actually speaking at meetups is a great way to get in and um, and get, be part of that community and it, it can sound really intimidating to people but I would say that's opened so many doors for me um, yeah. I, I got my first job in web development um, at an agency called Mud in Bath and um, it, and I, I basically got that job because I had spoken at a meetup organized um, by one of um, the agency's founders so I already had that connection um, and then a few months later I saw that they had a job available and and you know I already sort of knew them by that point so um, so I had a kind of good opening <laughs> if you like um, yeah. so I, I really recommend um, getting involved in some way in in some some kind of web community and also you know take the time to learn from others and to be mutually supportive it's not about just um going in and and trying to you know put yourself out there and sell yourself as an you know employee or whatever it's about like taking the time to lift each other up and support each other's work um and and that's a great feeling because you build, you know, all these supportive networks around you. Um, but it's also really beneficial as well, I think. It, it is. And it's interesting to hear that, that um, 
doing something like like speaking at at a meetup actually i suppose it attracts people towards you because you become the the focal point during that that meetup or that presentation so how, how did you get started doing that um so uh yeah it's uh, i'm trying to remember now, actually <laughs> um so um cole who is one of the directors of mud agency where i worked um started this meetup in bath and i happened to work in bath at the time i was working for an events company that organized tech conferences so i had a lot of exposure at the time to different tech speakers i was one of the people kind of organizing them to speak at events and i always found you know their talks really interesting and then um, Cole organized this meetup, which was um, all about SAS, um, so the CSS preprocessor. Yeah. Um, and that was um, the first meetup in Bath. And um, he sent around, you know, there was something on Twitter or on um, an email um, saying that they were looking for speakers to do sort of lightning talks. They already had the main speaker for the evening, but they wanted to do um, some lightning talks just before that. Uh, and I had just been learning um, about SUSE, which is a SaaS-based um, grid system. It's kind of not really um, used anymore. But at the time when we didn't have like CSS grid and Flexbox was only like just becoming a thing, um, this was like a, a really great kind of tool to use um, for, for building layouts on the web. Um, and I was really excited about that. And I thought, actually, I'm just going to go for it. I'm just going to try and do a talk and it's only it only has to be five or ten minutes it's you know I just want to see if I can do it and um I did it and it went really well and and like just the feeling of accomplishment actually pushing myself to do that was was just such a great feeling and you're exactly right in that it really helps you kind of become a become a focal point in that way like because I I'm not the kind of person who can or I certainly wasn't then the kind of person that could go to a meetup and just strike up conversations with anybody I was always you know a little bit shy um it's it took a lot for me to kind of work up the courage to start making those connections um but actually by speaking at a meetup you have a ready-made topic of conversation people will just come up to you you don't have to do the work exactly Exactly. Yeah, and it's, it's interesting to hear you talk about lightning um, talks as well. So maybe those those sort of short, shorter sort of five to ten minute talks are a great way of getting started. Definitely, um, it, having that knowledge in your head that it's only five minutes that you've got to fill is it, it, it just takes some of the pressure yeah. off. It's nowhere near as nerve wracking as thinking, "Oh, I have to speak for forty minutes." Exactly. So, yeah. yeah, and you find, of course, you do that. Your your basic introduction that's that's at least 30 seconds and the same at the end as well when you close it and then you've suddenly you've reduced it by 20 percent. so that's a, <laughs> yeah I and, often find actually I'm like trying to pack too much into it all yeah exactly <laughs> exactly yeah good okay um so Michelle can you tell us about your worst career moment and what you learned from that experience um, so I would say that this was um, after I came back from maternity leave. So when I got my very, very first job as a web developer um, at MUD, um, I was um, I had actually just found out I was pregnant. Um, and um, I, and I kind of at the time I kind of had to 
um, I had to look for a job because I'd just been made redundant. So it was like a lot of pressure on there. And then, you know, having to drop this bombshell (laughs) when you join a new company. Um, and, and they were nothing but supportive. They were really great to work with, but, um, obviously like I was, I was still quite new to the industry. And then I went away on maternity leave, maternity leave for six months and I came back and I just felt like I had so much to catch up on. I felt like so much pressure on me to, to do a good job. Um, I felt tired like all the time, obviously, as you do when you have a new baby, um, I didn't have the time for any side projects to kind of help help further my my skills so I felt like sort of completely overwhelmed and at times I really felt like I was failing Um, and a lot of that pressure was put on myself Um, I felt I wasn't working quickly enough or to a high enough standard Um, and I think uh, like I, I think you ha- you kind of have to learn like not to not to put all that pressure on yourself really like I I certainly wasn't being pressurized by my employers at the time um, but I think in this in in this field of work there are going to be times when you feel like you just don't get something and that you're never going to get it it's like there's there's some you know difficult stuff to learn. Um, but I think you just do need to push past it and just keep going, keep learning um, and know that there aren't any shortcuts, but also it's not a race. You can give yourself a break. Um, And I think I had to accept that for a while, I just wasn't going to have the bandwidth to take on side projects. I had to accept my limitations. Um, And yeah, I think like you need to celebrate the small wins. So like, you can look back at the last six months and you might feel like you've achieved nothing. But if you list all the things that you know now that you didn't know then, <laughs> then you'll be surprised at what you've accomplished. Yes, you exactly. feel like you haven't accomplished anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it's, it's a bit like the thing about, isn't it, a big problem that the thing to do is break it down into smaller pieces. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it's the same approach, isn't it? Because if you look at it as a whole, you may think you've not progressed as much as you would have would have hoped. But if you then break it down to the elements within it and then track those, then you'll see how much progress you've actually made. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Good. Okay. Um, Michelle, can you tell us about your career highlights? Um, so it was quite hard to pick um, one of these. So I, I could say, you know, about speaking at conferences or growing my blog to its current popularity. And like both of those things, yeah. you know, they're all things that I'm super proud of. Um, but instead, I, I kind of want to pick out a recent project that I worked on that I'm really proud of because it's quite close to my heart, um, which was um, a, a project that we did at Atomic Smash. Um, it's um, for the Grand Appeal, the Bristol Children's Hospital charity. Um, and um, it, and that's quite personal to me because my son was born prematurely and spent five weeks in the intensive care unit right. um, at, um, at the um, maternity hospital. So, um, so that was really personal to me. Um, and we built this new website for them and they were just such a fantastic team of people to work with at the staff at the Grand Appeal. Um, they were so, so happy with the project that we built. Like I, I know they had a lot of struggles with their old site. It wasn't easy to update at all. 
Um, and um, I can honestly say I'm really proud of what we delivered for them as a team at Atomic Smash. Um, and um, part of that work that we did for them is we also built them um, a Star Tribute Sky, which is um, a project for um, basically it's for um, families who have lost a child. Um, and the idea is that they'll be able to um, put a name to a star in this virtual sky. Um, and it's just a, a, a place on the web where, you know, they can just go and remember their child and there's yeah. links to um, if they have, you know, a um, fundraising page or anything like that. So um, that was a really, really special project to work on. Um, from a technical point of view, I learned a lot. Um, I, I got to kind of learn lots of things about um, sort of animation on the web and working with um, SVG and, um, and working with Vue.js. Um, so there were lots of challenges for me. Um, uh, but so I'm proud of it from a technical point of view. And I'm also just proud that we can... We, we've built something that is going to be so so special to to people who have you know been through um you know such a a difficult experience exactly. and the feedback that we got from it has been absolutely fantastic that's great to hear so it really sounds like that project in particular obviously it had emotional resonance with you but also there was that technical element and and, and so forth so a real combination yeah. That, um, that, that that sort of made it a real highlight for you yeah absolutely good um michelle what excites you about the future of the it industry so i think more than any one specific technology um i personally get really excited about the community um and the web development community as a whole. So the people making amazing creative stuff out there who just want to uplift each other. Um, and there can be a lot of aggro on Twitter, sometimes in the front end community. And sometimes <laughs> yeah. you just ha have to try and ignore that a bit because it's very easy to get drawn into to these debates that ultimately don't really matter that much. Um, and and I think if you find a community um, that that is is supportive like that, then that can it can just make working in our industry so exciting, and that sort of inspires me every day. Um, yeah. And for me, that it's the people you know ch championing web standards and doing sort of creative coding work um, and coming up with you know amazing creative things every day. But I'm also really really excited about the future of CSS. So CSS is my kind of um, specialist subject, I guess, and um, I just love at the moment how how fast things are moving there and how many new new properties and and new specifications we get you know released to us like so frequently now um it's it's i think it's really changed in recent years in terms of you know how quickly things are supported by by browsers and how how much sort of we as a community are able to kind of feedback and and are listened to and then these features come into browsers um, and we can start using them really quite quickly. So I think that's very exciting. <laughs> it is, exactly, yeah. Good. Okay, we're going to go into the reveal round now. We're going to find out a little bit more about you and the way you think. Are you ready for this? Yeah. 
So what first attracted you to a career in IT? Uh, So for me, it's the kind of intersection between creativity and technical know-how. So that's the kind of sense of accomplishment from the quick wins. So I don't want to go into a big, long story because I know it's the quick fire round. (laughs) Um, But I think, um, yeah, like... It, for me, like working in illustration and design, it was always, I enjoyed it, but it was always a, a bit of a slog. Like I would work at an illustration for hours and hours and sometimes days, and I wouldn't be happy with it until it was finished. And then I could appreciate it and, you know, feel that sense of accomplishment. But with coding, I I feel I feel that sense of accomplishment after spending, you know, half an hour solving a problem. <laughs> um, every time I make something come to life on the screen, I feel that, that sense of accomplishment. Yes, exactly, yeah. And what is the best career advice you've ever received? So um, I think one of the best is from a talk, um, I think it was by Tara Ojo from a few years ago. And she said, to write down your accomplishments. Um, I'm kind of paraphrasing now, Um, but basically like every time you do something you're proud of or you achieve something to write it down somewhere, like, you know, have a spreadsheet or um, a document where you just, just write that down straight away. And at the end of the year, you can look back and look at all the things you've achieved. And I think this goes back to what I was saying earlier. Like sometimes you feel like you're not achieving anything and everyone else knows more than you. But actually, if you look back, you can see that you've learned so much and accomplished so much in that time. Yeah, very good. And what is the worst career advice you've ever received? So I can't really attribute this to one person or another, but um, I think it's quite a common misconception that you constantly need to be coding in your spare time um, and make work your life. And I don't think there are that many industries where there's such an emphasis on on doing it in your spare time. Like, you know, doctors don't go home and perform open heart surgery in their spare time. So, <laughs> um, I'm not quite sure why... Um, why so many people think like you must code all the time and it must be your only passion and yes you've got to work hard to get your first job but I think shutting down the rest of your life for coding is a recipe for burnout and depression and you know I I think maybe some people do that and 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 kind of come out the other side and realize that they've they've sort of excluded so much else from their life yeah, I think I think you're right. I mean, obviously, early on when when you're learning and and you may be very enthusiastic, maybe coding does take up a lot of your time, and you, and you enjoy doing it. But it, but if you've got other things in your life, yes, you shouldn't sort of overburden yourself with with just <laughs> just learning more about how to code. Yeah, absolutely. And I and I'm not saying you know don't do it if you enjoy it, of course. And you know I spend some some of my spare time coding too. Um, and and I enjoy it for the most part, but I think yeah, you have to kind of be aware of your limits, and you have to you do have to give yourself a rest sometimes. Exactly. Yes. And if you were to begin your career again in today's world, what would you do? Um, I'm not sure I would do too much differently. I would maybe put less 
pressure on myself certainly um because now you know I know that like you you get you learn these things eventually you don't it's you don't have to rush you don't have to race as it like this isn't gonna go anywhere but um I, but I think I think it is a bit more difficult for today's developers because um, you look at any kind of jobs board out there and there's so much emphasis on JavaScript and JavaScript frameworks um, and so many things. And you see, you know, people publish like lists on Twitter, like you must know all of these things to be a front end developer. Um, and you know, I start, when I started, I you know, I just knew HTML and CSS, you know, and I probably wasn't even that great at CSS at that point either. Um, and I, I certainly didn't know. Like, I mean, I maybe you know played around a little bit with Gulp, but I didn't know all these build tools, like Webpack, and um, everything else. And yeah, that I think there's so much more that people feel they have to learn or like you just look at the the kind of landscape of of web development you know tools and you think oh I must learn all of this stuff but I, I yeah I don't really have I have any advice in that regard you don't you don't have to know all of this stuff but I think I I, I think I would have to if if I was starting in this kind of landscape today I would have to you know, get a mentor, like, I, you know, you need to, you need to find out what you really should be learning and what you should be focusing on. Because there's also, you know, the front of the front end people, and then the kind of back of the front end people who are working much more with data and much more with things that, you know, perhaps used to be a back end development domain. So, um, yeah, I, th- I think you maybe need to kind of be a bit clearer about what you need to focus on these days um yeah indeed (laughs) i think that there is so much out there isn't there in terms of what you could learn yeah Um, and you you have to start somewhere and it and and it's it's certainly impractical and probably impossible to learn everything anyway so absolutely (laughs) i i do feel a little bit bad for the people coming out of boot camps now because actually like the amount of stuff that that they learn on a boot camp is just uh, to me that feels overwhelming you know and I've been doing this for quite a few years now um and I can't imagine you know if you have 12 weeks and you're you've got getting all of these things fired at you I can't imagine how that feels really yeah indeed (laughs) right and and what career objectives are you currently focusing on so right now um, I'm starting to spend more time on writing. So my blog has grown quite a lot in popularity and I've had quite a few people approach me um, in recent months about writing on other blogs. So I've been um, doing some work with Smashing Magazine, publishing quite a few articles on there and on Code Drops. So they're both quite popular um, yeah. front-end blogs. Um, so um, recently... Um, at work, I cut my hours down. Um, I'm now down to four days a week working for Atomic Smash, and I'm doing one day a week, like completely dedicated to writing articles, um, which has been really, really good. Um, because I was finding I was just doing so much of that in my spare time, um, and and certainly with writing for my blog and writing for other people, that was just kind of way too much. 
Um, so, so my goal is to kind of find, um, you know, I, I still want to write for my blog and, and make sure I don't neglect that, um, but also spend more time writing um, articles for other people that I actually Good. get paid to write as well. Which Absolutely. Is nice. Oh, right. Okay. Even better. <laughs> yeah. And then my other goal is I'm trying to learn 3JS at the moment. Um, so that's that's been pretty interesting. So I'm working my way through a course by Bruno Simon or Bruno Simon, um, the um, developer who specializes in 3JS, and he's created this amazing course that's really really good value as well. It's called 3JS Journey, um, right. and and 3JS is yeah like there's so much to it. This is I'm back to uh, that kind of territory of being overwhelmed at the sheer scope of. <laughs> of what it's possible to learn but um it's also really exciting and i'm trying to break that into you know smaller chunks and learn a little bit at a time so that i don't get completely overwhelmed (laughs) okay good um the next question you may have already answered but um what's the number one non-technical skill that has helped you in your career so far so um honestly i would say working in customer service and the events industry i think every dev should work a year in the service industry um i think i think a lot of people come into this career um like not really having uh, like ex- experience in other industries um and i and i think it actually does you so much good like it, it Working in working with people, working in customer service teaches you sort of empathy and compassion. You don't get everything your own way. You have to listen, communicate. You have to please different stakeholders, and you have to find compromises. And you have to learn to put others' needs before your own as well. Um, and I think that's all really informed my career as a developer. Like I'm a very usability focused developer um like i want people to be able to use the products that i build and i want them to be accessible and inclusive so what do you do to keep your own career energized um so i do quite a bit of kind of creative coding when i can and certainly when i feel like i've written a lot of articles and i'm just like um, you know kind of weighed down by having to do, like um, you know articulate all this knowledge um, I like to have a break from that and just you know fire up code pen and just create some kind of fun little demo um, and because you know I'm a busy person I've got a young child I don't have days and hours to create these side projects um, but I try to just create like you know, something that I would be happy sharing within like two hours in an evening. Um, And I sort of set myself that goal. Um, And I think, um, you know, being able to create something, even though it's not perfect, um, is what kind of motivates me and keeps me going. And, you know, you get a kind of feedback loop, you share that with other people, and they, you know, kind of, when you see that other people are interested in that that gives you a boost and gives you the momentum to maybe kind of do a bit more um so yeah um, that's what I like to do if I'm not too sick of spending time in front of a computer by that time (laughs) (laughs) yes I'm gonna say the next question of course is what do you do in your spare time away from technology 
Uh, well, there's always uh, Netflix, of course, which is not yep. really away from technology, <laughs> but <laughs> it's certainly away from work anyway. But um, I also play the drums. So um, I, many years ago, I used to be in a band. And I learned to play the drums at school. Um, but um, yeah, I, I kind of uh, fell out of that at university and, and afterwards it wasn't really practical to have my drums in a shared house and all of that stuff. No. So um, <laughs> that kind of fell, fell by the wayside. But then um, last year uh, during lockdown, I, I was just, I, I, I'm not sure what prompted it actually. I just kind of thought, well, I'd quite like to um, to pick that up again. And I thought, well, actually... I'm a grown adult. I could buy myself a drum kit. <laughs> Nobody's <laughs> going to stop me. <laughs> so um, so I bought myself an electric kit. Um, and yeah, I play that every single day, pretty much. Um, I'm in my lunch break now that I'm working. Ah, right. Okay, so um, middle of the day. Yeah. yeah, usually middle of the day. Well, it's, I have... Um, <laughs> so this is this is how obsessive I got, is I actually then converted our garage into a drum room. <laughs> Right. Um, so I can actually play it in the evening as well. <laughs> right. Good. <laughs> good. <laughs> but yeah, that that's been really, really good. I'm I'm so happy that I got back into that. <laughs> good. Okay. Um, Michelle, can you share with us a parting piece of career advice? So um yeah, so I think learning can and it should be fun. So if you're struggling with motivation, I would suggest, you know, you put down the tutorials and just try and build something, anything, like, you know, however daft and pointless. And in fact, sometimes like the daft and pointless things are the things that are mo- the most fun to build. Um, and in fact, the things that get you the furthest so um if you look at um quite recently there's an example actually um lynn fisher is an amazing um develop designer and developer who um does incredibly creative things with css and every year she builds an, an amazing portfolio site and it always has some kind of quirks um and she recently um built um a site called nestflix which is all about it's it's very niche subject it's all about um films within films so kind of fake fake movies oh yes (laughs) referred to um in other movies and um yeah you can kind of go in there and search this library of, of fake films but um it's obvious that she just had so much fun building it obviously it doesn't have any kind of point to it but it's it's just such a lovely project and it's and it got so much attention as well it's I think it got you know literally like millions of views within the first few days and got right know, shared, wow. shared by some really famous people <laughs> and I'm sure you know at the time she was making it she probably didn't think that was gonna happen and obviously like not everything you make is gonna explode like that but um yeah I think I I think whatever you build like just you'll you'll undoubtedly learn something and it can be a great motivator it can exactly right good so michelle how can we find out more about you and connect with you 
Um, so I'm on Twitter a lot, probably too much. Um, I'm um, at Mish Barks um, on Twitter or at CSS in real life. So both of those are my Twitter handles. Uh, CSS in real life is obviously very much CSS focused, whereas uh, my own personal one is if you want to uh, hear about drumming and uh, what well, used to be <laughs> me complaining about trains, but obviously I don't get the train very much anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, but other than that, um, there's also my website, um, cssirl.info, css-irl.info. Great. Michelle, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. It's been great fun chatting with you. Thank you for having me. Hi, Phil here again. Well, I hope you enjoyed my conversation with today's guest. You can find full show notes on the website at itcareerenergizer.com slash e and the number of the episode you've been listening to. If you haven't already subscribed to the show, please make sure that you do so that you get episodes automatically downloaded to your device every Monday. Thanks for listening and have a great week. Thanks for listening to the IT Career Energizer podcast. To find out more about building a successful career in IT, visit itcareerenergizer.com.